Welcome back to the movement, everybody. I got a very special guest, one of my fellow kings here, <laughs> Mr. Coach Zoom. How you doing, Mr. Zella? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. It's good to see you. You as well. We got to talk all about you today, man. The floor is yours, brother. Okay. I want to hear your story. I know you're Cameroonian. Yes. I, yes. Bro, you guys are... F- I can't even cuss anymore. I'm cussing, <laughs> you know, I'm cussing too much. I realized the other day when we were doing this little clip, I never posted it. Mm. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, should I put a, co- a curse counter, bro? I cursed like 17 times in three minutes. Wow, that's crazy. So I apologize to any of the viewers okay. out there. I'm cursing too much. But uh, yo, you guys are crazy with the hot sauce, by the way. Mm. Unbelievable. Mm. Crazy. That's I crazy. remember my boy. I can't say his name. We're not going to expose him. Mm. He came, whatever. His dad made some food, all that other stuff. You guys make fantastic barbecue chicken, by the way. Mm. Facts. Bro, I'll tell you right now. Deadly. When the sauce came and it looked green, I knew I was in for a world of pain, bro. As soon as I saw it green, I'm like, buddy, why is it green? Explain to me why it's green. I was, I had boogers running down my face. I'm sweating like yeah, a dog. Yeah, yeah, sweating, I felt sweating, like I just did burpees for yeah, 15 sweating, minutes, bro. Sweating, What's sweating. happening here? No, but it's normal. It's normal. That's great. Normal. And your spice level's crazy, eh? Yeah. What's yeah, going on here, man? Yeah, man. We want to talk about you, soccer. Stittsville, yeah, right. I was yeah. growing up in Stittsville. What uh, was your early days like? I want to know a little bit about you. I wouldn't even really say I grew up in Stittsville. Like I did come out of Stittsville. Yes, uh, my parents obviously came from Cameroon. My dad worked for the Cameroon Embassy as a chef. Nice. Um, so that's why my parent, my family migrated here. So you're super blessed on food, eh? Like always. Come on. Yeah. I was just talking about food. The first thing your dad's yeah. a chef. Right? <laughs> like how would I have known that? Literally, literally. So then. Um, I was born here. I have uh, four sisters. Um, and Last, I'm the, are you the youngest, oldest, middle? The youngest. My guy. All I'm the up. baby too, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But yeah, like, I grew up in Stittsville until about 14. I went through um, Goldburn when it was still a small club. And then I moved on to OSU. And then from OSU, I moved on to Toronto FC at 14. Well, where, where did you find the passion anyways for soccer? My dad played soccer. My dad was a big soccer player here in Ottawa. My dad owned his own club as well here in Ottawa. No way. That's yeah. where the aspiration yeah, came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a real strong father figure, huh? Mm-hmm. Big up to your dad. I am close to my dad. I say that in every single pod, man. We always talk about having such a strong father figure. It's important. It's important. All it's important. you young men out there that are having kids, man, stop running away from your kids, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, home. bro. Stay at home. Stay, Stay at home, home man. <laughs> Don't forget the milk. I'm sick and tired of you guys, you know? <laughs> for sure. For sure. But, so yeah, uh, so he had his own club and everything. What was his club called? So he had two clubs. He started a, a club called Ottawa Alliance. So my dad's big, big in the Cameroon community here. So he started a club called Ottawa Alliance, and then Ottawa after Ottawa Alliance, it was Ottawa Roots. I'm loving your dad already, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having my whole theme around lions. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's yeah. an African thing, or is it just you know? I just it's about it, strong hearts, yeah, it's king just, of the yeah, jungle. Yeah, it's king of the jungle, strong. What's your uh, dad's name? Animal. Martin. He's the man. Yeah, he's the man. He's the man. So. Yeah, he had his own clubs, and then obviously from being around it, um, I always had that kind of vision to have my own club eventually, or to have my own program eventually that had to do with soccer. Um, so, grew up like playing, like I said, playing for Toronto FC. Then I moved on to Vancouver Whitecaps for a bit, and then from Whitecaps I played for um, Ottawa Fury for a little, little bit, and then I went to went over to Italy. Do you think and it's a stipulation kind of, that a lot of the people that came out of Ottawa played for Ottawa Furies? Because I feel like a lot of the guys I've grown up with played for Ottawa. Well, at a, at a certain point, Fury had a, a decent academy. So everyone was like drawn. Well, we didn't have much. And then we had like a, everyone was drawn to the Fury Academy at one point. So everyone did pass through Fury at one point. But I think most people, for the most part, passed through OSU. OSU, OSU. was kind of like the That's club. True. 
to play for that had um, uh, coaches from Europe or whatever um, going on. So it was the club everyone was drawn to because they had most of the attention um, at, at, at a younger age. And then when you go through OSU, then branch off into Team Ontario or the provincial program, whatever it was called at the time. Um, and you play in the Ontario Youth, uh, youth League um, and stuff like that. So OSU kind of gave players an opportunity. Um, to be seen. Which is still blessed. At least they did something like that for the city, right? Because no, we're not sure. huge in sports in Ottawa. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Is that something that you're trying to bring into the city right now? Um, I'm trying to give up my own my own kind of pathway. It's not like I had, I had different experiences in Europe. So through the people I know in the men's game and the women's game, I, I think I'd like to give, give players the opportunity they didn't have. Like I didn't have someone like me who was able to just say, let me call this person and see if he can get you a trial. I didn't have that. It was more... I was blessed with the opportunity to play for Toronto FC and um, the Whitecaps. And also I played with Team Canada at a young age uh, while I was still with OSU. Um, so from that tournament, I had met an agent and through those kind of stepping stones, I was able to get um, into, into Italy. But I, I have the direct contacts with certain agents who can give players direct tryouts and stuff. I so. just thought of pasta as soon as you said Italy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> How was the food? It was amazing. It was amazing. But Italy was my... Um, my favorite and least favorite experience. Why least favorite? I will start with the bad. Um, just Italians. Or racist. In Italy eh? tend to be racist, yeah. Tend to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially like on the ground. Is, is Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. They so, either hate you or love you. There's no No, but they'll love you, but they'll still hate you at the same uh, time. 100%. Yeah. 100%. They'll love you to win them games, but after the games, you're no longer a loved person. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. What about the soccer experience, though? though? No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I love the most. I love the culture. I love the food. Um, I love going out and just being able to just like, you know, the people wake up in the morning, they go to these little bars, they have breakfast all together. Everyone's outside from 9 a.m. to, to 9 a.m. You know, like people don't sleep in that country. Did you have an agent that took you there? Is that what it was? Yeah. So what I was your experience like with the agent? Um, it was good. Like it was very, very cutthroat. So what happened was he said he met me when I was 17. He said, hey, you're still no 16. Sorry. He said, hey, you're a little young. When you're 18, you'll be able to play in Europe. And then um, at 18, I ended up. On my 18th birthday, he gave me a call, said, hey, you're 18 now. I have a trial for you in Italy. If you want to go, the club's looking for a player in your position. Um, I, I believe that you'll do well. I went over. I was there for, I think, a week and a half. And when you that, were a left back, no? Exactly. I was there for a week and a half. Trial went well. They signed me right away. Be honest, how was that call when you're 18 years old, getting a call like that, being like, listen, I'm taking you overseas? It was, it was actually... It was bittersweet because my family was against, well, my, my mom was highly against it. Really? Because I would have been like, if she married your dad, no, big she would, soccer No, because guy. she wanted me to finish school. Of course. Seven, I was 18. I was 17 turning 18. I was still in high school and I had to like just drop everything and go. So my mom was like, this is crazy. How and hard did you guys fight, bro? Yeah, it was. It was, it was <laughs> Hold it was, on, was your dad on your side? Was yeah, he of team, course. He's like, yeah. He was like, team Zoom, man. Yeah, he's like, let my son play soccer. I don't care. Da, 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 That's da. crazy. He's but like, I'm was, living on yeah. my dream. Yeah, what are was, you doing? Yeah, but it was war in my house for sure. For sure, yeah. man. That's crazy. Any holes in the walls? No, not holes, but... You know, it's, for, it's, words were chucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. It was definitely not an easy time. And, uh, but like when I made it, everyone was happy. Things went well. It was... A pretty smooth transition. Um, but yeah. You know, let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, I think a lot of people, they look and they see the fame and the glamour and they already see the person in the position, but they don't understand the actual work and the dedication it took. So let's talk about your early life, bro. So when you got involved in soccer, how much of your social life and going out with your outings with your friends, or, or you were so dedicated to your craft? 
Um, Let's talk a little bit about that, bro. Let's give some context. The thing about, for me, was like, at around, so when I was younger, everyone used to say, he's talented, but lazy. Really? That was like the, 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 everyone used to tell me that, ah, he's so good, but he just doesn't like to work hard. He doesn't like, because I was never the guy on the team that was first at sprints, first, not doing that. Me, give me the ball, I'll play, but I'm not going to be that. I'll be the last in the pack, if anything, fitness, fitness and stuff. And then one season, um, I just decided one season, I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired of That's a hectic that. insult though. Yeah, the most yeah, ambitious yeah, lazy guy. Yeah, 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 That's so crazy. I'm, I'm tired of hearing that. So one day, like one season, there was a year that I made, uh, I signed for Toronto FC. That season, before I went to TFC, I was before school, 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. on the field. At lunch, on the field. That's after cool. school, on the field. And then after I'm going to my training sessions with my actual OSU team. So I was doing that every day, like literally killing myself. That's the And grind. then that summer, it was like my breakthrough summer when I was like, Literally no one could, I was, I was ahead of everyone just because I've been training like a monster for months. You don't, can, yeah. so then let's be honest, you'd never be able to, would you have been able to touch that if you weren't training that hard? Would you ever have been able to get to that position? I still think I would have, I think I think I had the talent oh, to do it. Oh no, here we go. Eh? No, no, I, I really do feel like, obviously it helped me excel in certain 100%. aspects, 100%. Like 100%. If, if you work harder than everyone else it's inev- and you have the talent, it's inevitable for you to make it. You know, there are factors that could hold you back but the reality is if you do work hard and you have your talented player you can push yourself to a certain degree to make it but i do i do feel like that i i I, it put me it gave me a bigger gap from everyone else like for example i still would have been at the level but i just got that much bit better because i put in that much more work so what would you say in your opinion you you're would hard work be you know how in let's say in the world of business we say hard work beats talent seven days a week Mm -hmm. I, i don't i don't i don't i don't believe that not, I in the, believe, not in the realm of sports. Eh? Yeah, in the realm of sports, <laughs> connections, one, there's some very poor... Man, it's so political. I yeah, never even knew that yeah, until the, we talking I, to you guys. Like, hard work is important, yes. Yeah. But I think a majority of athletes put in hard work. It doesn't have anything to do with the work you put in. I think right place at the right time. I think right person to push you forward. And I think just having uh, the right support system for when you do fall down to pick you up and make sure you keep going. Well, since you already did it, what would you say to the young cats that are trying to come up in the game in terms um, of how to pursue connections? Obviously through guys like you, or what would you say? Yeah, I'd say try to speak to people who've done it. Try to um, try to let things happen naturally, but at the same time, you have to put in the work and you need to, like, you need to be realistic with your goals and your dreams. For example, if you're not the best on your, on your at least how I, this is how I think. If you're not going out in every game and killing it, you cannot expect to be making money like Mbappe. You know, like you, you can't, some guys think, oh, I'm, I'm amazing here in Ottawa, but Ottawa doesn't matter. There's how many other countries that are, people are excelling at, at 100%, you know? So yeah. um, there's reasons where guys make the, the crazy amounts of money, you know? So I think people just need realistic goals. People need to go through stepping stones. If, if you're uh, a good college player, now move on to something that's one step ahead, you know? Yeah. But don't try to skip the steps. I think people try to st- skip steps. And like, if you're not already on the Toronto FC, the Whitecaps, the the big MLS um, academies, then it's going to be very hard for you to skip steps and go to the next big team. So like, rather than going on trials, try to take things one thing at a time. For example, if I'm in a club team, try to make it into university. From university, try to push on to, to pro. You know, but 
I think people nowadays try to skip steps, which you can't. It's, I think, you know what, people have been that. so crafty lately. They're trying to make a get-rich-quick scheme in every facet of life, not realizing, buddy, stop watching so much YouTube. Yeah. Go experience life yeah. for yourself because yeah. you see everyone that's already at the top, but no one wants to show you the pain and the fucking suffering that they want. I just said I wasn't going to cut Shawnee, boy. <laughs> Unbelievable. But like, also, but you, because you went to Toronto, right? Yeah. So how was your experience? How was that an experience to building Zoom? Um, what a gangster nickname, by the way. <laughs> Let's be very honest. I've heard a lot of nicknames in my time. Zoom is a gangster nickname. I appreciate that. I think... Um, Would you rather coach Zella or coach Zoom? Which one do you prefer the guys? Because I don't really go by Zoom that much anymore. It's more Zella now. I think Zoom was like more of a... When I was younger, you know, buddy, you're but, yeah. I'm here. You're Zoom, bro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you hear somebody saying, "Yeah, my nickname is Zoom." It's uh, over, bro. No, for sure, for sure. Um, but I just think, um, what was the question again? How was your experience into the development into oh. Zoom when you hit Toronto? It was good. I think I I did hit some roadblocks just because um, at such a young age, not having family around is hard. I think. My, my how was that by the way it's, actually sorry. It's, it's difficult at 14 years old i think um you're you're way too young and you're exposed to so many things when you're by yourself especially in a city like toronto toronto is a corruption very, is crazy toronto, or not even corruption just your everyday life like you don't yeah. you don't have someone to say no to you i could do whatever i wanted what about safety and all that did you no. feel safe or did you no, feel I felt like safe because i lived with a family but at the same time like you're not my parents so Fox. you know like they weren't ever trying to be like you can't do this you can't go there you can't because you're not my parents you know they're gonna Max. if 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 because how how a parent is gonna think is if that's how he was living at home how can i stop him from living that way here so and then that's where the the head things kind of collided in that point i i didn't really have that much guidance in a sense whereas if my family members were around i wouldn't have done as much crazy things as i did you know I was by myself. Bro, bro, don't tell me the crazy things and you're not going to share them. This is a private conversation we're having right now. There's a camera in my face right now. This is a You can't say, listen, you can't say, when this shit comes off, bro, we're talking about that right yeah, there. Yeah, that's so funny. But yeah, like there's like things like I just, just, just partying and stuff and getting myself into situations that, like I said, if I was at home with my dad and uh, they would never happen because like, for example, teachers, even in school, Teachers will get upset and say, I'm going to call your parents. I'll say, go ahead. My dad lives five hours away. He's not going to come here. So That's he, crazy. So like, you know, like just little things like that. I'm like pushing I, every boundary. Yeah. There is. <laughs> like I had no, no, no boundaries. And I think don't expose yourself. Your dad's going to come and beat me <laughs> and you up, bro. I don't care what's but going yeah, on. Like that was, that was kind of the struggle I had um, growing up. And that was hundred percent on me. Like, but Gosh. I guess that um, I know that if, if I had to uh, redo things, I would prefer my family or one of my family members come with me just to give me a little bit more um, guidance. You know, help me, help me. Did your dad ever come check you out? Because I know yeah. he said he was working at the embassy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, obviously he came and checked me out and made sure I was good from time to time. But obviously it's a different cities, you know, it's hard. But how hard. much love did you feel when he came through? Oh, for sure. It's obviously nice to see your family. And obviously I came back to Ottawa from time to time because I was on my own. But I think, like I said, anyone who's... Um, gonna leave i think it's harder when you're um younger and i think in europe it's a lot easier because most people play close to home until for their local academies whatever it is so they don't really have to leave like you don't have to go far like in europe it's a lot easier for guys like, that's another reason a lot, a lot easier for people to make it in europe because first of all if you're in an academy from you know, there's all these big clubs have u8 academies they start from when kids are, are babies and then they go through the academy system until they're adults and even if you don't make it into the prem 
you're still making it into div one or div two where you're still making money that people in everyday life don't make. That's facts. But it's not like here where you have to wait till you're 18 or you have to go CPL. And even you're going CPL, um, when you get into CPL, the money when you're young, a young player is not the greatest, you know? So it's, it's a completely different um, ideology when it comes to playing pro soccer overseas and playing soccer here, you know? So then what's Select doing to bridge that gap? So it's just giving people the opportunities that they wouldn't get if, they're, if I wasn't there or if they didn't have that um, person to help them out. Like, for example, I know one guy named Ellie who was working with me the whole last year. Um, and I got a call from Germany from an agency saying that they're looking to bring... So there's an agency that invested millions of dollars into a training center. They built a training center from scratch. Where? For, in, in Germany? Germany where yeah. players can eat, sleep, work out. They get um, private 1v1 coaching with... Co training with coaches. Um, every, they have literally everything that a player needs to excel. So what they've been doing is taking players from Africa, from Canada, wherever... Players pay a monthly fee and the, the agency will take care of you and literally mold you into a pro. So Ellie was working with me all year. Yeah. And, he had, and they also did help players find trials with different teams. So he can't. Which is incredible. Exactly. So that's exactly what play, Canadian players need because we have the talent here, but not everyone's there yet, you know? So you need these kind of like agencies or these smaller clubs, these smaller opportunities to get you to bridge the gap almost, you know, to get you to from being a good player to a pro. You know? Well, if they're taking, if they're plucking you when you're, when you're so young in Europe, mm -hmm. what's the gap between skill gap between third Div one teams and us? It's probably uncomparable, eh? From, from, so let's say, yeah, the, the Div one teams in, in 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 Europe are completely different. Unless you're and in a small, unless you're in a small small country, like let's say for example, you go to somewhere like Luxembourg or um, even like Romania or Poland. These countries okay. are like small countries, so the talent pool is not the craziest that the yeah. gap is not so so massive yeah you know like a cpl team can compete i don't know if a win but they can compete like no level of players can compete but when you go over to the like, the footballing countries like spain germany uh italy france uk uk this is not completely a, different story yeah? yeah it's not even close well, i guess because it's such a big part of their culture as well like for us let's be honest it's hockey really exactly exactly for example like the team i played for in italy if we had a game, the whole city stops. That's sick. Still. Like, you're not allowed to open. You're not allowed to... Unless you're a restaurant, you're not serving nothing. You're not... How much love did you, you get, though? Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. That's what you meant by I got a lot of love, yeah. but at the same time... That's crazy. So, like, you're not even... You're, the city is on a shutdown. Until the game is over, then you can go back to work. That's blessed. He's on shutdown. Here, we don't have that. Atletico Ottawa's playing another day. You know, you, you go to the game if you'd like, but it's not by force. It's not mandatory. It's not like... You're just not going to the game and someone's looking at you saying, why aren't you going to the game? You know, well, let me ask you this, not because you experienced that. Would you like that here in Ottawa or you wouldn't want that here in Ottawa? No, for sure. It'd be, it'd be a blessing. I think you, everyone's business closed down, you know, yeah, coach yeah. Zoom has to stop zooming on the streets, <laughs> you know what I mean? Shut it all down and go to the game. You'd no, like that? Yeah, for sure. I think that's, it, it's part of the, it's part of the game. It's part of the culture. It brings the, the community together. Um, you have the more you have support, right? So Man, I'm asking that question of the wrong guy. He's a footballer, anyways. Where's he gonna go with this question? No, for right? sure, for sure, for sure. That's how you know it's not scripted, here. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I should have yeah, asked yeah. Shawnee Boy in the back, "Would you want to leave?" You know, <laughs> that would have worked out great. No, but I think I think for any sports team, that's important. Not not just soccer. I think for hockey, whatever it is, I think um, having the the whole community support and watch gives players motivation and it, 100%. And it's, and it's good for the city. 100%. For sure. If no one goes and watches, what's the motivation? You're just playing Did for you pay for everything? In the, like, how did the facilitation of... I didn't pay for anything. 
that lived in a hotel. I didn't pay for anything. Who paid for it? The, the team? team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Food, everything, Food, outings, they give you allowance. Yeah. I had, a, I had a salary. I was on salary. I had a two, oh, okay, I had a two okay. year contract. Okay. Yeah. And then from Italy, where did we go? So from Italy, we went to Spain. It's how funny. is the difference between that? Um, Italy, the coach tells you how to play the whole game. Really? The coach is directing the game. The coach is barking from the sideline for 90 minutes. You have no freedom, no liberty. Well, unless, imagine the pressure on him too, though. Yeah, unless you're like in the in the box or like, you know, right by the net, then you can try your skills, whatever. But very, very tactical soccer. In Spain, do whatever you want. Ah, the, the best man wins. The onus is on, on yeah, the player. Yeah, the best you know? man wins. The coach gives directions, but you're not really following a... I wouldn't say following a game plan, but it, you're just more free to play, more free to be creative, more free to express yourself. And if you do, obviously, if you're trying to do too much, then you'll get hate. But for the most part... I'll tell you, Zoom, take it easy. Yeah, man. you know, literally. That's you know? crazy. <laughs> but if not, then you're more free to, you know, just try and play and enjoy yourself. But also Spain, the, the weather's different. The Let's training, talk about that. Training is different. Let's yeah. talk about that. We're in we're in snow here, bro. Tell me about yeah. some warm weather. Yeah, Spain give was, me some vibes here. Spain yeah. was nice. I liked uh, my experience. Did um, you go to Marbella? I went. Yeah, I went to. How nice was Marbella? I stayed in Malaga for almost I think four months. I was I was training with a team in Malaga for four months. The problem with Spain is paperwork. But when you're a Canadian, it's hard to settle in. Spain. Really, you think because yeah. we have such a strong passport, it'd be easier? No, it's easy to visit. But when you want to work there and stay there. So what had happened was the year I signed in Spain is the year I signed in the CPL. So I signed in Spain and then I did like the, the Spanish cup. I was able to play because I don't know. There was like certain rules that were, so it was fine. I played in the Spanish cup. And then when it came to league games, I couldn't play because you need like a work permit. So it took like almost three months for me to get a work permit. Wow. And then when I finally got the work permit, I got a call from the CPL. And then I decided, okay, um, CPL in Halifax called me. And then I decided, okay, let me go and play in Halifax. So then Why would you want to do that move? Since everyone's dream is to stay in Europe. Because um, like the CPL was its first year, first ever uh, CPL season. Okay. It, was, it was brand new. It was like Canadian history. You know, you, know, there you was, wanted to be part of the yeah, pioneers. Yeah, part of the, you know, so I said to myself, I just got my work papers in Spain. I'm looking at myself. I'm like, I've been here three months. I haven't played a game. And I'm really going to give this up to go back to Canada. So it was a hard decision. But I said, you know what? That's tough. Let me, let me just do Let me just do it. I'm going to go home, play in front of my parents. My family can watch my games. Everyone, you know, it's just a different experience. And I've never just, like played a game in front of my dad since I was like young, you know? So I said, hey, like, let me go and, and play in the first division in the country. Is your mom still freaking out at this point? Because no, 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 you no, haven't no, no, been no, home. No, no, it doesn't no, sound no, like no. you ever went home. No, no, no. I, oh. I, I go home for, I used to come home for Christmas and stuff like that. So like, my parents had seen me. Oh, she hated you, man. If that's, <laughs> so that's how I came home for Christmas. That's consensus across the board, bro. That's <laughs> but, crazy. But like I said, like it was, it was a, a different experience and it was a for playing first division, you know, right? In Europe, I wasn't playing first division. So come, come back to my home country, play first division, be one of the pioneers. It was, it was an experience that I didn't want to pass up. They were offering a lot in Halifax. It, they really took care of the players when we came home. It gave us the nicest apartment in the, in the city. Nice. We were, we were living good. My face was everywhere in the city. Oh, well, now so you're like, in love too. Yeah, I was getting love everywhere. Games were sold out every week. Corruption like, too. <laughs> <laughs> so like it was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty cool, you know, to be one of the first players to, to, to play in the Canadian Pro League for sure. Like we got love all year round, no matter we won games, lost games. People were just were just happy that we had pro soccer in Canada. That's incredible. Yeah. It's like the 
the pro women's league that just uh, just kicked off uh, this year. They're gonna get love forever because they, they, they're the first girls that ever, or first women that ever played pro in, in in Canada. So they're gonna get love forever for all of time. They're gonna you're gonna look in history books ten years, twenty years down the line, saying, "Oh, this this girl was one of the players that played in the Canadian Pro League." No matter if it does well, no matter if it, the the league folds, there's still those players that played in that league. You know, and you got that experience because you're yeah. part of the you were part of the starting team, right? Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. The beginning, you said. Yeah, yeah. So where do we go after that? So after that. Uh, my, my, my career kind of took its toll because of COVID. This is where the juice gets juice. Because of COVID. So I left, um, I, le I was in Halifax. I did like a little European, um, I'd say like vacation. So I went on vacation after the season ended and just like visited different people and then came back, um, did some training. And then I went to Germany for the first time. Germany, I heard is crazy racist with black people. But it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't even close to Italy. No, no, Italy, bro, but, you're talking about is, the, the, this is like the Goliath, yeah, bro. Yeah, but the is, the Germans are, will be racist in, in silence. Like, they, they, they'll, they'll, they won't say nothing to they you. They see though. your skin color. Like, yeah, fuck, yeah, like you know, like, but they won't say anything to you, really. So, um, I went to Germany. I'm staying in Germany. Everything's good, having a good time, training, doing well. And I went and I had an experience with Schalke. You know, Schalke, in, uh, they played in the Bundesliga. No. I went on trial with uh, Bundesliga team Schalke. I'm on trial for like for a while. I'm thinking. And this is top tier. Yeah, this is first division. This is your you're on on the moon right now. Yeah, so I'm like I'm about to be a millionaire. I'm about to sign for big bucks. We had like a preseason game versus or uh, uh, a game with the reserve team versus the first team yeah. versus like the actual players who play yeah. in the Bundesliga. Suck. So I'm playing and I'm starting in this game. I'm playing. I'm killing it. I'm. I call my boy right after. I'm like, bro, uh, we're hitting the top. <laughs> we're about to sign for a big box, buddy. My like my one of my best friends, his name's Antonius. I call him after. I'm like, brother. We made we it. Made it. <laughs> I said, brother, we're about to cash out. Call Drake. We're gonna go. <laughs> I said, I'm gonna be the second Canadian in the Bundesliga after That's Alfonso. I thought I was gonna cash out. That's crazy. So I had like the game of my life, man. I'm dribbling past. <laughs> These are Bundesliga players, you know. Like I just came from CPL, the Canadian. Obviously, it's a good league, but playing against them, the Bundesliga. Top like, of the top. Yeah, these yeah. guys are making multi millionaires. You know, like these, yeah, are, these yeah. are the best players you can you can fight. So I'm dribbling past them, doing my thing, having a good time. Then after I'm talking to the agent, I'm like, Yo, what's going on? Like they must have said something. Like even everyone's saying I played well. Like I I know I played and you well. Felt it too, yeah, you know though, what I'm saying. Right? You know you you, you know it. you know yeah. you know so. I was like, okay, like this, this had to have went well. And time passes, time passes. I'm not hearing anything. Then literally the coach got fired. No. I'm like, oh no. So everything you just did with the shit. Went the shit. And then no. at the same time, COVID happens. Yeah. And everyone has to leave Germany. So in that period of time, everything went to shit. Wow. So then literally I'm leaving, I'm leaving Germany, no team. I can't even go in other trials because the border is about to close and COVID's happening. And now I'm locked in my house here in Canada. And I can, that's fucking nuts. So I went from like the highest point of my football to the lowest point of my football, all in a matter of months, a month. That's it. And because I left Europe, no team wants to sign a foreigner because it costs more money. You have to do paperwork, da, 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 and it's COVID time. So you're not even supposed to be traveling. 
even to get anyone into Europe is a, a headache. Why is that such a common theme? I hear from a lot of guys that are incredible and the coach gets fucking fired and the whole thing goes to shit. Because the coach will accept for you to come to trial. So right if, example, if an agent comes and says, hey, I have a player, it's uh, the coach that says, hey, come in. I actually like the, his video, whatever, bring him in. So when that, that happens and the coach gets fired, now it's like, it's the, the, new, the new coach will come in and say, I have my own players. Who's this exactly. guy? Exactly. No, but, you but hear? that's not even the issue. The coach got fired and then COVID well, happened COVID at, happened at too. the same time. Yeah, so yeah. Even they, they didn't have time for the new coach to come and say, I don't like this guy. It was like, yeah, yo, two of the worst case every, everyone was like, yo, Germany's cook. I wanted a super lockdown. Everyone has to leave the country. <sighs> so then now I leave the country and I'm just sitting, in, literally just sitting in Canada. There's no football, no nothing. Just... But at oh. this point, your mind is going, I hate Bill Gates, I hate <laughs> Jerk Soros, I hate Pfizer, I hate the WHO, I I'm hate all you, these I'm guys. I'm telling you, it was bad, it was bad, it was bad. I wish they get hemorrhoids for the rest of their lives, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it was bad, it was bad. That's crazy, bad. bro. Honestly, how distraught were you at that point, bro? I was, it was bad, like, I, I, I didn't want to play football anymore. So, like, I went to, so after, when the borders reopened, I went and I, because I hadn't been playing soccer for football for a year now, because the CPL closed. You gotta, you gotta bring the mic closer to your face, closer. yeah. The CPL ends in about um, uh, November or October. Oh, I'm sorry, October. Yeah. And then it's like a, it's the middle of the year. So it's like the other seasons are already ongoing, right? They're, they're still going. So I'm here and I've now COVID. So now for a year, I'm just home. Doing nothing. I got super jacked. Like I was working out every day, but okay. that's that as much as I could do. I'm not, not playing soccer, you know? Then after a year of not playing, nobody wants to sign you. Nobody, you're just you're sitting at home, you know, like you're not doing anything. So nobody, nobody wants to even take you on trial. Nobody wants to do anything. So things kind of went downhill from there. And then, Do they factor in age at that point? Yeah. Not, think, is not that yet, a massive not factor yet. or no? Not, not yet. Because you're so not like, old. You were born in 98. Yeah, I'm 25. Yeah, but like literally. at that time, I was still 23, 20, yeah, like 24, yeah. No, 23. Yeah. So it was like, it was still, I, was still, I was still at a good age to play, you yeah. know? But it's just like, because I've been off for so long, now coaches are scared to even have a look because like, oh, am I wasting my time? And play, teams are still kind of in a financial because you're from Canada, they have to spend more to get your paperwork done and everything else. They're just like, it's just, it's just a hassle for you to Shit. come at this point, you know? Yeah. But then, yeah, so then things just kind of went downhill. I went, I went back to Germany, I played for um, a lower division team, but it wasn't the same. Imagine you're playing with Schalke at one point and then now you're playing with a, a fifth or fourth division That's team. That's tough. It, it, it mentally was crazy. It hit your ego too, yeah. right? Not even the ego, just mentally hard. It's like, how did I go from the top to the bottom? And like, it's just hard. So then at one point... That's the motivating. Yeah. But I still played. I still did my thing. And I, and I did battle injuries because I hadn't been playing and then I, for a while. And then all of a sudden, I went back to playing full throttle. So I battled with some injuries. Um, like career-ending injuries or no? No, no, no. Just like hamstring here, okay. you know, little things here, here and there that were inevitable because, like I said, I haven't been playing for a long time, and now I have a full, full load every day. Yeah. So um, it was, it went, uh, it was a difficult situation. I finished there, came back home again. I went back to Germany again for the second, another season, and then I had a pretty bad um, ankle injury that season, and then I came home, and then I haven't played since. Well, I recently got back to playing. Like in the last four months, I've gotten back to fit and playing and training. Was that because of the ankle? Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't play for like, I'd say eight months, nine months. Wow. So yeah. you're back to your year off and then again now eight months. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now it's like good for you, man. You're resilient. You keep going back to it. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't need it's, it's part of me. It's part of my family. It's part of my heritage. It's part of everything I've done. Oh, dad for sure is gonna tell you get your ass. <laughs> but even my dad's like part of what like you'd think like your African parents are known to be like all right. You know, you get in there at that age, like give it up, find something else. But that's my dad's crazy. the kind of person. My dad's the kind of person that's actually like, you're too good to stop. He's like, cause he's he's like, he's seen how I'm training, he's seen how I'm playing. He's like, honestly, like you're too good to to quit. Like even if you have to do whatever you need to do to get back to playing, like he, I'm fit now and I'm ready now and stuff like that. But he's one of the people that's been like, no, like I want you to keep playing. Like you, you still have something to show people. That's love, bro. No, for sure, for sure. For but sure. you know what? I hear Germany is one of the hardest places to get your papers though. No, it's actually the easiest. Really? Like everywhere in my career, Germany's been or the easiest. Or is it the UK is the hardest? UK is the hardest. Germany's I guess because everybody's running there, huh? Yeah, yeah. But what makes so you why why is UK so much more appealing than every, everywhere else? Because Germany has great it's teams. The money. Is that literally all it is? Mm. It's literally just that. Bro, it reminds me of Zlatan. I know, I know, five, I know fifth division players in the UK making 100K. What? Fifth division? Wow. Making 100K. That's like CFL money. Here. 100K pounds. That's a lot of money. Like two point two to play in the fifth league, that's crazy. Division. So imagine when you're playing in the first division, you're that's making hundred. Most guys in the first division, you get making hundred k a week. Who doesn't want that kind of money, bro? And that's, and Come that's, on, that's, and that's what we're working hard for. And that's for why you. We're, they're so strict on who comes into the country because that's not money they're just gonna give to anyone. So they don't do that in Germany and everywhere else. No, no, Germany, you can you can you can sign up in Germany today. Like I can sign paperwork today and I can play tomorrow. Interesting. Because like I can I can just use my Canadian passport. I can say I'm only playing here for three me three three months. I'm playing for three months. Sign my three month contract with a team and play for three months. And then after three months, then I'm gonna need because obviously you can only stay in the European country for three months. Right. After three months, then I'm gonna need to apply for work permit, whatever it is. Da, 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 da. But it's still as long as the team has the resources, it's still very easy to get a work. So permit. even as a Canadian going to the UK stuff, no, you can travel there. But no, to, for working and yeah, all that. Yeah, so yeah. they know how to take our tax dollars to the queen and she yeah, already yeah, passed yeah. away. But they can't let us go and work no, there and make you, money. No, eh? no, no. Oh, wow, no, bro. That's corruption at its finest. Yeah, there's big, there's big football. You know, fire the governor general right now. We want her out. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. The UK is the hardest place to, to get. That's crazy, man. But I'm right. guessing you're saying the money's there, though. Yeah, the money is there, though. Did you ever end up going to the UK? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. There's too many rules. I couldn't, I couldn't get in. That's wild. I remember there's a, when I played in Italy, there's a, the owner of QPR was, uh, the owner of my team in Italy was part, played for QPR. The owner of QPR came to see me, you know, the Q, Queens Park Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Came to see me train and play, and he wanted to bring me over, but it was just too much of a hassle. The paperwork was too No too way. Hard. Even yeah. if you said I would facilitate? I can't, though. Like, like funds and all that. No, you but you can't. No? It's, not, it's, not, it's not about that. It's about, like, literally immigration paperwork. Like, the government will That's literally let, let you... That's wild, bro. Live there. They won't give you working papers. So, like, even if you want, you can go and train for as long as you want, but to get the working papers is the problem. That's crazy, man. Yeah, so, I guess it. you would have had to go somewhere. But if you're already in Europe, let's say if you're in that's Germany, why, like, it's much easier it's, to move it's, around? It's tough to say. Like, it's, it's a bad thing to say, but that's why, like, a lot of, like, like foreign footballers have children and get married early in Europe. Green card, baby. Wow. That's nuts. Like that's look, the reason. If you look into some of the biggest stars, look why? Why do they have children at twenty years old, twenty one uh, years old? You know, it's actually crazy. You say that. I'm thinking about it. Right you now. Look at it. Think about it. Because because that's that's how to the lengths people will go, knowing that okay, I might do this, but I'm gonna become a multimillionaire at the end of the day, so it doesn't matter. And that's a big job. That's a big risk, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so crazy. that's like some of the stuff that happened. You know, this is what happens in football because it's so hard for foreigners, Canadians, Americans, Africans, South Americans to get into Europe. Because and then after that, he doesn't make a pro. He forgot the milk and never came back. Right? <laughs> that's crazy. You can't say that. That's crazy, man. But yeah, it's, it's 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 like that. That's actually wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're, but what if you let's say you got into Germany, and then you ended up getting a work visa? Mm-hmm. Would that have? And then UK wants you. And does that factor anything in there? It's 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 so touchy. Maybe someone, it, it, it can work out if you had like, for example, your work visa was like five years. Let's say, for example, and in between in that five years, I'm pretty sure some way you can switch the visa from country to country. I think that you can do that. So instead of having all these kids, maybe people should just try to do that situation themselves. No, but not, and then. Germany's easy for Canadians. It's not easy for everyone. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because, why is it easy for us though? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's don't so know. weird, no? Yeah. yeah. The UK is hard. The Queen's supposed to own us. Mm. That's Like crazy. for example, I got my paperwork from Germany before I even left here. Like I had the team that I signed for, they sent me all the documents. I signed them from Canada. Done. And then when I got they then like a week after, they're like, okay, the league approved. Come over. But just like that? Yeah. So then what's the plans now then, bro? Now? What are we going to do, Coach Zoom? Well, I'm still trying to build um, Ottawa Selects from the ground up. Um, we had a... In your, in your soccer career, what are we going to do? In the career, we're trying your, to... Let's say I'm your agent. I'm Don King, bro. <laughs> we, what are we going to do with your career? Um, the thing is, I, I won't... I, I don't think I will go far away from home again. I think if, if something were to work out, God willing, that I would play here in Ottawa. And still be able to. Is the states far away from me, or you just you strictly want to stay here? I, I prefer to stay in the CPL. I prefer to stay in Ottawa or somewhere in Canada. Okay, so you got love for uh, the CPL. Yeah, I got love. Like I think that it's a growing league. I think um, there's 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 lots of positives. I think it's only gonna get better. I don't think it's it can it can drop off. I think the level is only gonna go up of the players, and uh, I think we have a good fan base here at home as well. And a lot of the teams have great fan bases. So I think that it's definitely a good league that I, I did well in in my first year. But I definitely think now as I got older, I've only gotten better as a player. I think I, I, can, I can only grow in that league, you know? So then talk yeah. to me about it. So what, where did you come up with this whole Ottawa Selects idea, bro? Where, where did it get conceived? What were you thinking at that time? So, you know, it's funny. This is COVID stories. I used to... This I is used, a COVID story, ain't this? <laughs> I used to work with an organization called OPSM. Hmm. And My boy owns SAF actually, so I heard of OPSM. Yeah, yeah. So I used to own, I used to work with OPSM. Sorry, and I actually told OPSM, "Hey, I have this program I want you guys to run." They said, "No, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I don't like the idea." So as I heard OPSM, I heard so many stories, but I'm just trying to itch to say nothing. So I said, "Okay, if you guys don't want the program, I'm gonna run it, but don't be upset after when." If it does well, don't be upset with me. Because I work with you guys where we were we were all good. I gave you guys the what I thought would work. You guys told me no. Hundred percent. This is not. This is, there's no malice, no nothing. If exactly. It, if it starts working, just don't be mad at me. What happened? Started it. Because there's the guys that wanted to train and wanted to play games. So it select started like that. So there's a group of like college, university, and pros that wanted to just train in the off-season. So I took the, the liberty to book fields for the guys. I said, hey, guys, we'll just pitch, let's say, $20 each for the fields, and I'll run this session. And then things started off good, and one guy told another guy, and then the, the, the numbers doubled. 
And then oh, I what did a, you start off with? How many let's guys? Let's say like 20 guys. That's a good number. Yeah. But yeah, like it wasn't like, start. there was no profit though. It was just like, I wanted to train. So it was like for my own training while I was home. You yeah. know? So then after I said, okay, we got 20 guys. And then literally the numbers just doubled right away. So then it was so many guys that I couldn't even train anymore. I had to be the one just running the trainings. Wow. And that's how it started. Like I never like woke up one day and said I wanted to be the coach. No, it was like I was training with the guys. We're all having a good time. And then we had so many guys at one point that it was like we need someone to just actually run the training sessions. So then I stopped training with the guys and I actually started running the session. Did you get nominated to do the coaching or you're just like, no, oh, I set it, it all yeah, up. Yeah, so I set I'll it all it. up, so I'll do it, you know? Yeah. And the guys, like, they trusted me because I played in Europe and stuff, so I, the sessions were good. And then over time, I was like, okay. I sat down with, with my, 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 my good friend, Antonius, and I said, okay, listen, we have this, these group of players that we're training. We're dedicating all this time to training them, and um, I think we can make this into something great. So then we put our heads together and we're like, okay, he, he's a, um, a strength and conditioning coach. Um, and I'm the, the, like the football coach, I should say. So what had happened was I said, okay, let's put our heads together. We'll create a program where the guys can be on field with us X amount of times a week. And then in the gym with you as well, so they're getting the best of the both worlds. Exactly. So we put their heads together and then we said, okay, we're creating this, this product. So we did it and right away. Blowing up. Blowing up. And then from there, we just added little things to make things better. And then I just use my connections um, uh, to help players go overseas. Because you know? they're getting on-field training, and then they're also getting the, the actual so you're getting, physical. And you're getting the 100% of what you need. You can't say you need anything more. You know, we're getting on-field training. You're getting games on the weekends. You're getting uh, gym sessions with Antonio. So there's, there's nothing more we can offer you. So you, you know? don't do any of the gym sessions. You're just on-field. On, well, I, I actually... I'm in the gym sessions with Antonius because okay. he, he really knows what he's doing. Like he's okay. the best. I think he's the best in Canada. Amazing. Um, he's actually one of the best in North America. He worked with the biggest club in uh, in, in uh, South America. Which club, one? Club America. Wow. He was a strength and conditioning coach for the women's team for the last two seasons. So that's amazing. So you already got some superior coaches that are yeah, there and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and trainers. Mm -hmm. So how many people are in total? Are, so, are part of the so the, right, the faculty? I guess you want to so call. So right it. now we have about fifty members. But in the summertime, we had a women's team, a men's team, and the U21 team. So between each team, we had about, I'd say, 25 players. It's amazing, man. Yeah, so we had, we had a, a large group in the summer. But it was hard to facilitate in my first year. I won't lie to you. We went through a lot of um, bumps in the road. But I think our men's team did very well for our first-year team. We played in um, MC1, and we um, only lost a few games. The last, I think the last seven games, we dropped points once. Nice. And um, our women's team, we were top of the table for the first half of the season. So, and it's the first year both there was a team for any of these these uh these teams. They were just brand new teams, you know. That's so, crazy how much experience you get just yourself mm -hmm. doing all this because there's so much logistics. Let's be oh, honest. Oh, for sure. Like you don't know how it how much goes into running a team until you run a team. Like, Everybody you, thinks they can do it. Yeah, do it. you just think you wake up and you find players on every corner of the street and things go well. You don't take in that people don't like some people. They're putting, they're paying for it, so they, they can miss sessions. They don't care if they don't show up. They don't. There's so many things that you don't wouldn't factor in. Like for example, I traveled with a team, to Halifax, to play against the, the Halifax CPL team that I used to play for. So when I played pro, there's someone coordinating everything from mm -hmm. hotels to plane tickets to everything. When you have to do this yourself That's one all, time, yeah, you gotta get. 30 plane tickets coordinated, 30 hotel rooms coordinated, 30 
restaurant for 30 players. A, a restaurant's going to accept 30 players for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You got to coordinate rides to games to the field. To Coach back. Zoom is busy. Busy. Don't call the man. That's crazy. <laughs> and that, that's what they, everyone's upset because they say, I never answer my phone. I'm just like, because I'm always doing something. Come on, bro. You got 30 people you're doing this for now. So it's like people, and that's like the underlying thing that goes around the city. Ah, you call Coach Zale, he doesn't answer. He never answers. We're lucky to get him on the pod, man. <laughs> but it's like, I'm busy. I'm literally so busy all the time. Like, I have to make sessions. I have to, we're trying to plan for this coming year. We're trying to do something because we have different programs we're building this year with, um, I'm not going to say it on the pod, but we're, we've partnered with someone just for this season, the outdoor. We're going to have so much stuff going on. And yeah, like, I'm just busy, like, working with different people, trying to get things get the ball rolling and half the stuff that we've already started hasn't even gone out. Do so, you work with different gyms too, by the way, or is it just, is it almost like this is a very competitive nature? Like um, you won't ever work with OPSM and you won't work with SAF and all the thing is people. for me, I don't, I, I have no problem working with anyone else. I don't have a problem with working with anyone as long as um, you come in good spirits. Like for me, I'm very much like my players will say, Hey, like, I'm not the kind of coach that's going to say, you can't play anywhere else. I actually tell players to go play at the other places. Go train at SAF. Go get touches uh, with, with Coach Anto and Coach Ibi. Go do that. That's, that's beneficial to you. I know a lot of players this year that, that were part of my program that went there and they've improved immensely from that. So I actually like push people to go train other places. It's more or less like people tell people don't come train with me. And it's like, that's where... Yeah, that's when it gets dirty. That's when it gets dirty because it's like, I'm the guy that's telling everyone to go do things. Because I think, like, even when I was younger, I trained everywhere. I went to West Ottawa, I trained there. I went to OSU, I trained there. Yeah. I, I gained, you need to train in order to get better. So how can I stop you and say, oh, only come to my, my sessions if I don't have sessions seven, eight days a week, or seven or six days a week? I only have sessions three days a week, plus we have two gym sessions a week. And then we have training with St. Anthony that we're working with as well. So it's like we have a couple of different things. But if I'm not going to put you on the field seven days a week and give you everything you need every single day, how can I be the one to tell you to not? Because you actually else? care about the players. That's yeah. why, bro. How can I be the one to tell you don't go somewhere else? It doesn't make any sense. If I want what's best for you, and I'm gonna put my my neck on the line talking to this agency, da 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 da. I need you to be at hundred percent. I need you to be at the best ability you can possibly get to. So if that's I'm, love. So if I'm limiting what you can do, I'm not looking out for you. I agree with you, man. It's I like agree that. With you. I feel like you know what? Even in my business, when you put people ahead of yourself, a true leader eats last, bro. Hundred percent. And when you're putting them ahead of yourself, it means you want them to excel. Their success is your success, bro. Exactly. exactly. But then you got the get rich quick, the get rich quick schemers that will be like, listen, don't go work with Coach Zella. Come on, stay here, stay yeah. here. Why? Because they just want your dollar. Bro. No, for sure, for sure. And yeah. like, I'm even the guy who will like, for example, if you're working at two other, three other places, I'll give you a discount on my program. But come to my program anyways. But I'll give you a discount. Hey, you're already spending two fifty over there. You're spending. 300 over there. I'll give you a hundred over here because I want you in my program and I can help you improve. At the end of the day, if you do well, I do well. If you 100%. do well, you say, ah, Coach Zella helped me. That helps my program, you know? Because when you go Div 1 in Europe, who was your coach? Exactly. Who exactly. helped you? Who gave you, who, who did something nice for you, you know? And that's how things go around. If you right. never help anyone, you'll never make anything. That's the problem. You, you said it, man. That's the key to it, bro. That's, that's, that's literally the underline. Yeah. Like you, you, can't, you can't go around saying, oh, don't do this, don't do that. Money's always going to be there. If you help people, money will be there. You I love that you just said if that. You can't help, if you don't help people, then you won't make the money. You can't be banging off, of, making money off 10 people and expect you to make the most outcome. If you, make, if you help, you make money off 10 people and you help 30 people, and you're still making a little bit off of each person, 
Still making money. But it goes a long way, man. 100%. Bro. People remember that, man. 100%. 100%. I say that all the time. I was literally just saying to my staff today, we're trying to look at the different ways. Obviously, I don't want to ever expose, expose my trade secrets. Mm-hmm. But I was saying the same thing earlier. I said, you know, if you have to put the client in front of you, before you, you have to put them ahead of you. Because if we provide them with the real substance and value and actually help them and get to where they want to be, we're always going to be on top regardless. Money 100%. always gets comes in after 100%. that. 100%. We don't focus on the money. It just keeps score. If you focus on actual service and value, you go to select, get taken care of, go div one in the UK, you can come back it. to coach Zoom, tell him, yo, I'm there, bro. Tell me all about the experience. I've been trying to get there too, you no, know? For sure, for sure, for sure. I, I think that's, that's what's most important. I think, like I said, a lot of the, I've helped, we've helped me and my, my, my one of my guys, Antonius, has helped, have helped so many people that it's just like, we don't look for anything from it it's like okay we help you with this agency this agency gets you signed great it's just another accolade for us to say that hey we 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 know on our own we don't even post these things but we're like we know on our own that this person this person this person this person got to where they were they are right now because we made that phone call we just keep it in our diary Facts. you know because at the end of the day that's that's what matters those people are gonna go come back and they're gonna say oh you guys didn't actually know that this is what my real story was and how satisfying is it when they come up to you and be like, yo, thank you, coach? No, for sure. For sure. People, so tell, me all the time. Love, people eh? tell me all the time. Like I said, it happens all the time when people go places and then they're just like, honestly, I appreciate what you've done because at the end of the day, I wouldn't be there. And at the, at, at the same time, they're loving their experience right now. You know, they, they wanted to play pro football. Now they're playing pro football and they're. That's incredible. Like, yeah. You know, so. Where do they find, where's the gym, by the way? Um, it's actually, we're on, uh, we're on Maryville. It's actually not far from here. It's, uh, you know, N Fort Fitness. It's what? just off of, uh, you know where Charmaine Hooper is? There's a Charmaine Hooper park, like, just, like, literally just down here. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know why I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I know exactly where you the street, but it's just literally. It's literally down the road. Yeah, down the road. Across the street. It's called Enfort Fitness. It's state of the arc. The one is I that think. where you're running the facility from? No, that's where the gym is. Okay. So that's where we, where we send our players for the, 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 the workouts and stuff. Our training facility is Bell Senseplex. It's a nice little turf inside. Nice. I mean, where we, it's, it's like a bigger turf than your average. Um, where is that? It's in Canada. Because you said, oh, okay. So you yeah. don't work with St. Anthony? No, we do. We do. So Okay, so that's in Preston. Yeah. So, okay. but thing, St. Anthony's is, is, is um, so basically half of our players are playing in St. Anthony's, uh, are part of the St. Anthony's winter program as well. Very good. So we've, we've pretty much essentially partnered and we're working together. St. Anthony's players come to us for training. We... And there are players there for games, and it's it's, it's a good. So, if people want to get signed up to the program, how do they find you? Instagram, very simple, very easy. Send yeah. us a DM. Someone will respond within the hour. Want to get signed up? You can get signed up within within the day. Yeah, yeah, within the day. We're gonna leave it in the description, man. Oh, Anyone sure. want to come see Coach Zoom? Very oh. easy, very. Easy. I'm like, and like, there's one thing about us. We we pretty much say yes to everyone. As and then what I do is I assess you on your first session. You're not at the level. I'll let you know. I'll give you, you'll get your money back. It's not. It's no problem. We're not here to, like I said, we're not here to saturate our. We're, we want the best product. We want the best players. We want to help players who, let's say, for example, if you've came to Canada, whatever the situation is, you haven't been playing in a year, but you have the potential to get back up to a good level. Yeah. Put you through the program. You'll get back up to the level you need to get to. You know. But like I said, if you're not there and you're just you know, you come, you, you sign up, and you're not there. I'll tell you, here, here's your money back. At least you're, you're honest about it. You no, know for sure. I mean? yeah. like, you know, that's just how we work. You know, like like I said, we accept. We want to see everyone. We're not the club that's saying, oh, we already have our players. We don't want anyone else. It's not it's not how we, we operate. Yeah. If you're new, you want to join us, 
sign up. You can sign up. Then after when, when when you get to the field, I'll let you know if 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 you have you have what it takes to be a part of our program. Because some people just don't don't have what it takes. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But so what's your ideal candidate, man? Um but sure, we take on everybody that wants to actually put in the work and we can help you. Mm-hmm. What's the ideal candidate you're looking for? That star player. Uh, just a, it's it's position based. I can't say there's an ideal candidate because each like some guys, some guys, for example, you have players who are six foot two and they could be and are very strong but need to brush up on their technical ability. That's a good candidate. You can be a center back, you can you know, but you need to have also the ball playing skills. Who has the most ego, man? Strikers? No, in our group, our group, it's funny. We have like defenders with ego to, to the roof <laughs> yeah, that, okay. that will try to fight you at any time. That's we, crazy. But our group is like, there's guys who will like, they're throwing hands. Like, it's, Bro, it's, you it's, need that competition, it's, it's, man. There's fire. I in, love yeah, that. There's fire and desire. I hate that softness, bro. No, no, no man. This no is war, bro. Like even in St. Anthony's, our team of St. Anthony's, every team hates us. Good. We're we're because we have we bring the we bring the war. Like, That's it, man. You know, and like everyone's like ah, like at first, um, we started the season slow. Now we're the best team in the league, and now it's war. That's you know? a fact. Because everyone wants to beat us, and now everyone's like, oh, you guys are so aggressive. You're this, but we're men. We're trying to we're trying to win. Thank you I'm very sorry, much. But we're not we're not here to be your friend. We're, we're gonna be friends after the game. Where's right. Martin, bro? We're bleed, we're breeding lions <laughs> here, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're men here. We're, we're coming to win. We're coming to fight. And if you don't like it, that's that's between you. I and hate you. that participation trophy, bro. If you give my son ever comes home with a part, I have two. If they ever come home with a participation that's trophy, crazy. I'm kicking that trophy right out the door, that's bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. No, bro, you can't be breeding the soft generation no, anymore. For it's sure, disgusting. For sure, for sure. I think uh, everyone has to learn. To, to stand up for themselves. Everyone has to learn to pick up their friends when their friends are down. That's what a team is. There's guys on my team, if you kick me or you, you bring me down, the next play you get the ball, mate, you're feeling some real pain. Good. And that's, and that's, that's brotherhood. That's, that's, that's how teams are supposed to be. That's a fact. You got to protect. Look at, look at when Messi plays. Messi plays for Argentina. Kick Messi one, see if the whole team doesn't try to take you out. It's I like feel that. like there's a bandwagon on him though, man. No, but there is. There's, Messi's one of the greatest of all time. But like I said, I, I appreciate that kind of brotherhood. I appreciate that if you touch my captain, if you touch my player, you're going down. Mate. That's a fact. Uh, and all eleven of us will go down with with that oh, one guy. We're going but, down. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's going down. Like in the World Cup, Holland played against um, Argentina, and one guy fouled Messi, and it was war. Like they don't, they they're on smoke. If we're going over there, bro, what do you think of the allegations? Which allegations? About the cheating and the uh, bar raps and Messi ain't the real deal. This is because, you know, they were giving him boosts. I think... This is all CR7 fan talk, by the way, bro. I think... I, I think CR7 fans fucking... Hey, I, can't, I gotta stop cussing. This is the third time on the spot. Pretty good an hour, but they hate Messi, man. Yeah, they do. But I think... Um, do you think he still got it, though? But even with these allegations, do you think it's still the best player I think of all he time? Shouldn't have, I think he shouldn't have been ba- gotten Ballon d'Or because he won the World Cup. I don't think that's... Um, bro, that was Mbappe to me all day, bro. That was literally I don't, I don't Mbappe think, against Argentina. I don't bro. think um, you should win the World... Uh, because you win the World Cup, you should win Ballon d'Or. I think Ballon d'Or should go to the best player, who had, the player who had the best season that year. That, and that's what the award is for. Who do you think had the best year? Um... Holland had a very good season. Fantastic. Mbappe had a very good season. Fantastic. But if you look at Messi's stats with PSG that season, he didn't play very well. Why did, you know what's crazy? When you were watching Mbappe in the beginning, bro, I felt like he was kind of dropping the ball the first few games, but he really shunned at the end, man. I think M- Mbappe is one of those people... I think the French team is not a good... T- like, they're not 
a real team together. Why? You know, because I, they took, put too many powerhouses on PSG? No, but I think they're just like, there's too many different egos and I don't think the dressing room is united. You know what I'm saying? Like when a team is united, Tough. everyone plays for each other. They all want to win together. They all, they're, like, they're all like, like I said, Argentina, I, they deserve to win because they play for each other. That's a fact. They will kill for each other. That's a fact. But other cl- countries, not every country is like that. Morocco, same way. Morocco, everyone loved Morocco's World Cup performance because they were killing for each other. They're playing for the country. That's it, man. They African had, brothers sticking together. You know, you know they had their whole, the whole of Africa supporting them. They said, nah, we have everyone supporting us. We have to go out there and prove something. That's a fact. But France wasn't playing like that. Portugal wasn't playing like that. But There's too much stick measuring contests. You know what I mean? Everyone's mm. trying to have who has yeah, a bigger stick. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For and even like Portugal, like all the negative negativity around Ronaldo during the World Cup, that's not good for your team. Uh, no matter what people say, like it's a, it's bad for the team. If Ronaldo's unhappy, it's bad, not just for Ronaldo, not just for media. It's bad for the team. You're waking up half the... Because you know, the dressing rooms are like that. You're waking up half the guys are best friends with Ronaldo. That's a fact. And half the guys are going to be, be... Half the youngsters are, are close together. So if Ronaldo's ha- unhappy, obviously Pepe and the rest of the guys that are close to Ronaldo's age are going to be unhappy because Ronaldo's not playing. Well, that's fine. And if the youngsters are... They did him dirty, though, so man. I'm saying. So obviously, how can you go out and win without your... Without your... Without your... Without your, your, your president. Star, yeah. Your country's president. Star literally. Player, like, bro. yo, like... That's wild what they did, yeah, though. Yeah, it's crazy. It, 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 Come on, see, it's hard not to say these out. Like, bro, it's crazy. Like you can't, you can't out, do man. that. Like, you can't... Ronaldo, no matter what, no matter if Ronaldo... Is not on his on 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 form. It's still the World Cup. It's still he could do things that in the dying second of the game, no matter if you think he's out, he hasn't done nothing. In one second, he could win you the game. Just because he's. But Cristiano. look what Ronaldo did, bro. He just started this whole trend now. Go playing for the Arab money. Everybody's listen. I'm forget, putting it out there right now. Forget, I'm a Ronaldo don't fan. Forget, I don't care what don't forget, does. Ronaldo has the most goals in the world right now. That's a fact. I'm a Ronaldo fan. I'm saying, honest like, with you, like how can you even have a comment? The guy's still leading goal scorer in the world. What do you want? Like how can you say he's done? How can you say he's washed? If Messi was so amazing, why isn't he the lead goal scorer with, with, within the MLS? Facts. Tell him, bro. It's like, you can talk all this nonsense about Ronaldo, but then they, the numbers don't lie. That's a fact, man. Yeah, Look man, at Benzema. Yeah. Benzema was the best, one of the best strikers with Real Madrid. Look at Benzema in the Saudi League. He's not having a good season. That's a fact. So I at, agree the, with at you, the end of the day, Ronaldo stats talk. I love CR7. That's my Yo. guy, bro. You know who I love even more right now? Big up Sashraf Hakimi, bro. He's the one that put it down for yeah, the men, bro. You know, he got a big dub against that divorce case, bro. I'm giving it yeah. to him, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. Hakimi for that one, bro. Who would have thought, man? That was, that, was, that was funny stuff. That's the best story I've heard in a while, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're running out of time, man. All right, man. It was a pleasure being here. It was a pleasure, brother. I had a great time. Me as well. We're going to put the link in the description. Come check out our boy, Coach Zella, man. Goes by Zoom. You know what I mean? Take care of you. Get you right like rain. You know, get you out in Germany, UK, Div 1. When you do get the Div 1, shout them out, though, huh? Yeah, if you sure don't shout them out. And make sure that a check comes to my, my chat, mailbox. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love, brother. You as well. All right. That was good a good stuff. time.